To all the moms and dads out there, let's just say you're not alone. Welcome to episode four of the Trust Your Hustle podcast. This is the Trust Your Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Trucks, former foster child turned NFL athlete, American Ninja Warrior, and serial entrepreneur. Each episode, I am honored to bring you an incredible human being who will share with you their life experiences and perspectives to help you go from surviving to thriving in your life when you learn how to trust your hustle. So buckle up and get ready for the ride. It's go time. Today, I'd like to introduce you to my guest, Larry Hagner. Now, Larry is the founder of the Good Dad Project, and well, as you guessed, he is a dad. But Larry's story runs deeper than you know most. He actually didn't even know his father or meet him until he was 30 years old, and he randomly walked into a coffee shop. What's great is they now have an amazing relationship. What you'll find is throughout life, situations like these happen, and they are incredible because of what you can create from them. Larry is an individual who realized that he himself had a great passion for being a dad and realized that other men in the world also had the same passion. Now, women, ladies, don't think that you guys are left out because the lessons you can learn from this man can be applied to motherhood as well. So, without further ado, I would love to introduce you to my friend, colleague, and amazing human being, Mr. Larry Hagner. Hey, welcome back to the Trust Your Hustle podcast. I'm out here in beautiful Colorado Springs. It's not my home area, but this is where I'm at right now uh, with the amazing Mr. Hagner. Hey, Larry, how you doing, man? What's up, dude? Good to see you. And I'm, I'm from St. Louis. It's just like Colorado Springs, minus the mountains and the beauty and, and the sunshine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the whole, we don't have the arch out here. So we're, we're versus. I mean, I'm not really out here, but I'm here for this event, which is called, you know, Adventure Reach, how to be better at speaking, which is something that I think everybody needs to do. And I'm always trying to kind of sharpen the sword kind of, kind of thing. But for me, man, this is, I'm excited about this one. Uh, we've worked together in the past. I, I love the work that you do in the world. Uh, I would love for you to share more of like in a sense of, of, what you do, like, what are the things that you're passionate about? What excites you in life right now? Oh, man. So I, I have so much to keep me busy. I mean, for those of you guys who don't follow the Good Dad Project or, or the Dad's Edge, um, those, those are my two brands. Uh, podcast, I'm a father of four. Yes, four. Mm-hmm. Four boys. And they're 11, 9, 3, and 1. And I know all you guys out there are saying, wow. Like, because that's usually what I hear, like, wow, or like, why? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, you know, but uh, it, that, that's, that's what I love to do. I've, I've got a podcast that I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a membership mastermind community that, that, that's just thriving or kicking ass. The guys in there are kicking ass and taking nice. names. But uh, that's, that's what I'm excited about, man, and just trying to be the best father I can be, man. I dig it, man. And I know that it comes from obviously one is passion to do it. And then I'm sure things that are part of your personality, we're going to find out here in a minute. Now, I always start with this question because I've, I've realized that I learned from what people share in the answer to this. But what does trust your hustle mean to you? Trust your hustle. What it means to me is um, I think you need to find something that you're excited about. I think so many people have this view of like, well, I have to sacrifice. I have to hate what I do in order to feed my family. Mm-hmm. And I think trust your hustle means if, if, you, if you're passionate about something, if you really, really want to do something, whether that's build a brand, build a business, do whatever. First of all, ask yourself, would I do this for free? You know, mm-hmm. Would I do this without getting paid? And then this, if the answer is yes, perhaps move forward. If the answer is no, maybe go find something else. But if you would do what you would do for a living for free, I think that's the first step in trust your hustle. The second thing 
is you have to have some sort of a plan. I think so many entrepreneurs and so many people, you know, they're like, oh, my passion will get me through. And I think your passion is one of those things. It's like the driver, right? It's, it's, it's the wheels, but your plan is, or I'm sorry, it's the engine, but you need a plan. You need the wheels on the car. So if you yeah. look at your passion, like the engine, you look at a plan with, with your wheels or your steering wheel or whatever, you've got to build some strategic things in place. If you're going to, if, if you're going to build that side hustle or that full-time hustle or whatever you're doing, you need, you need systems, you need automation, you need structure, you need all those things. And, yeah. you know, passion's what drives it, but it's not going to, it's not, it's not sustainable long-term. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. That's kind of where like a lot of people, they, uh, they sit back and hope the motivation to be the one thing that gets them there. And at that some point that disappears, feelings become fleeting. And when that happens, man, you fall into a wayside and you get more beat up, man. So I know that in your life, cause we had conversations, there's been areas where, you know, you were kind of getting by and I call it surviving. There's different levels. I think to it outline for us or share with us maybe an experience that that can sum up what it was like in your life when you were in that surviving kind of mode. I, I think that's really my childhood. And, and you know, you and I are, are good friends. I, w- I would say I, I know your story, you know, my story and, and your story is one of those that I look at your story. and I was like, man, that's just some of the things you went through are crazy. Some of the things I went through, I, I would say my childhood was I was surviving you know, my mom uh, was married to my biological father for four years. They had me. My dad headed out. For the next 20 years, my mom uh, dated th- or she got married three times. She dated several men in between those marriages. And every guy was like just, uh, you know, alcoholic or he was mentally abusive. He was physically abusive. Both. Um, you know, it was my, my childhood was definitely I was in survival mode because my house was always just usually mad chaos. You know, there was always like, uh, people drunk, you know, mm-hmm. people mad, there was yelling, you know, there was all kinds of things that were happening. And, you know, guys were in and out, they were leaving divorces. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would definitely say my childhood, my first 18 years was I was in survival mode, because my my home life, man, was just so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I didn't even know that about you. That's, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always difficult when you have to go through those things, because you have also no control over it. You can't leave, you just have to endure it. And that's not, not a fun place to be in. Man, I know you've accomplished a lot. I'd love for you to share, like, in your life, outside of the business stuff, what are the things that have, you know, happened in your life that are amazing? Like, I know you, you thrive in certain areas as a husband, as a father, even your other work. This isn't your only thing. You know, you do some other cool stuff. What are the things you're doing now outside of the business stuff that are awesome? Yeah, so I, in, in my life, I mean, I think where I really kicked into, I, I got to do something, I got to do something different is when I went away to college, you know, I put myself through school. Um, I graduated with school with all these loans. And I was like, man, if I'm going to pay off, if I'm going to pay off these loans, man, I got to make some money. Yeah. So I became, became really motivated. I, I started my career in sales, uh, medical sales, and did, did that for a while. Uh, I got married to the to the girl that I, I met in college. Mm-hmm. I've known her for 21 years. And I, I would say um, thriving. I mean, we, I've always tried to put things in place, you know, to help us thrive. But at some points in our life, at some points in my adult life, we've definitely just have been surviving. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with, with the whole thing of um, thriving, I, th- I think it's more of a mentality versus things that you you have to mentally thrive first mm, before, like before the things around you can thrive because yeah. if that's not working you know if your mind is in survival mode then the things around you in your life are going to be survival and if your mind is like thriving mode if you thriving mode if you've got that you know mentality of abundance that's what those are the things that you're going to put in place because you're going to think differently you're going to yeah. think more strategically you're going to you're going to ask yourself better questions you're not going to ask yourself the the uh the 
downward spiral, horrible questions that we ask ourselves when we're in survival mode, like why me? Why has this got to happen happen to me? Because our brains, man, they're they're a fully functional computer. You ask anything you ask of, of ourselves, it'll come up with the answer. So you yeah. got to be very very careful about what questions you ask yourself. Wow, man, I like that. I've never heard like that. With if your mind's surviving, your life is surviving. Yeah, that's powerful, man. So obviously, this the whole concepts that I, I like to work through and people work through in life is you know, they have to see something, then sacrifice to get you know whatever they want, and then sustain over time. So obviously, it's three stages. You know, see has kind of a dual area. There's an area where you see what were your setbacks and like your problems you dealt with that kind of maybe hindered you. And then what did you see that allowed you to pursue like greater things in your life? Yeah, the, the thing that was hindering me the most and still does to this day is me. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the image that I see in the mirror every single morning, that can be my own worst enemy. That, and I think, I think that for a lot of us, you know, yeah. the, the, the one person that sabotages us the most is the one that's literally staring us right in the face when we're brushing our teeth. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think things change when we have a, have a mental shift or a mental pivot. And what I mean by that is, for instance, um, I've been a father for 12 years. And to be honest with you, half the time I've been a father, I haven't been the best father. You know, it wasn't until five years ago, and that was the birth of the Good Dad Project. And don't, don't get me wrong, I still have my days. I still have yeah, my moments. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not an easy job. But uh, I think when you decide to forego the ego, and realize I don't have all the answers um, and it's okay for me to ask for help. And by the way, if I don't ask for help, I'm probably gonna be in bigger trouble than if I don't. But so many men, man, we're so proud. Or if you're a business owner, we're so proud. We gotta do it all on our own. We gotta figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. And there comes a time where you get really sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And you have to just surrender that ego. And you know that really happened for me uh, 12 years ago. I'm sorry, uh, in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, five years ago, I, I just, I just got so tired of, of being this man that I knew that I wasn't supposed to be. I, I was short on patience. I was irritable, all these things. And I, I always thought like, well, a father should come natural. Like that, the fatherhood thing should be natural. It should be a no brainer. It should be easy. Nothing's further from the truth. It wasn't until I was like, you know what? I just need some help. I, I need to forego this attitude of like, I, I need to have all the answers and I should do this and I should do that. And I'm shitting all over myself, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and just ask for help, you know, and, and not just, I'm not talking about necessarily going out, going to see a counselor or anything like that, but like plug into masterminds, plug into books, plug into conferences, plug into a tribe of, of like-minded people who are going to help raise you up, level you up versus, you know, staying the same. Nice. So then in that aspect, I mean, we obviously see those things. What did I mean? You're obviously doing something different. You created this, this podcast to help these guys. What did you see that, you know, prompted you to create this? I, I saw the struggles in my own life. I mean, I always, I always joke about it, but it's true. You know, I'm, I'm the president and the CEO of the Good Dad Project, but I'm also the first client in the line. Exactly. But I think, uh, you know, I, I get to every week on the podcast, I get to talk to people who are way smarter than me. You know, you being one of them, you've been on the podcast and mm-hmm. hearing your story and hearing the, the perspective. Not every man gets to have those conversations every single week. Most men, they live every day like, like, like they did the day before Mm -hmm. and every day is the same and it's it's the same frustrations it's the same battle and it just wears us down it's not until we're exposed to a new perspective or or a new way of doing things or someone else's story they're like wow i'm I'm gonna take this this certain like for instance your story of adversity and everything that you grew up and everything that you've been through and yet 
you are by far one of those positive people I know. Like when I think of, when I think of Anthony trucks or when I see you, I mean, dude, I just, I lighten up. I was like, man, that guy's so great. But somebody like you, you have every excuse in the world to not take action because of maybe perhaps the the things that you went through as a kid. So you can, you can lean on that story of that victim mentality, but that, you know, there, there comes a time where you just need to shift that. You know, and, and you, you've got to get out of that. And again, you got to get out of the, get out of the way of, of the person that stares you in the mirror every single morning. I like it, man. It's crazy. Now, I mean, along this whole journey, there's a realization of these things. You've seen these things and you've made massive shifts. You know, you've actually created this, this whole, you know, movement. I, I love what it is. You, I'm actually still part of the group. So I get to peek in every once in a while when you're going live and listen, it's, it's, you are an amazing leader. And also there's things you might have sacrificed along that way that maybe you shouldn't have. So what are things that you saw in two sides? What are things you sacrificed that possibly shouldn't have been sacrificed? And then what have you sacrificed to be in the place you're at now? That's a good question. <laughs> so uh, the reason I laugh is because, you know, I, th- there are times. So when, you, when, I, when I host the show, The Good Dad Project, or, you know, the Dad Edge Alliance, which is our mastermind community, yeah. which we have over 150 guys who are a part of that. And I, I lead that. And I, I joke with it too, because I'm like, man, sometimes I lead it. And sometimes I'm the worst client here you know what I mean? <laughs> because, because I'm like, all right, guys, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Like, okay, for the month of October, let's challenge each other to, uh, to go no social media, no, no devices, no nothing, you know, between the hours of 5 PM and 9 PM. And who is the first one to get called out for breaking that rule? <laughs> and I, you know, so I like the things that I, I sacrifice that I shouldn't. Yeah. Is I, I always talk about work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason I always talk about it is because I want to be better at it yeah. myself because I work relentlessly. Um, and I, and sometimes like it even takes my 12 year old to be like, you sure you're supposed to be on that phone? And I'm like, Oh, wow. I was like, you're, you're, you're right. You know? And so those are the things like I sometimes I love having the work, work ethic that I do because I'm, I'm relentless. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am, I am freaking relentless and I'll, yeah. I'll execute. But at the same time, that's my Achilles heel. So like I'll sometimes work too much, too hard. Um, you know, I'll sacrifice that time that I shouldn't, you know, with my kids. Yeah. And sometimes I just, man, I gotta, I just gotta draw a line in the sand and be like, look, I'm not answering any more emails today. I'm not yeah. going on social media anymore today. I need to be here. That right here, right now, that's my job, not this yeah. other thing. I like him, man. I think that's, I think a lot of people are there. I've been in the same exact place. I mean, you, you get going and it's like, you have this attachment, this pull, like get this done. But then yeah. it's like, I, I tell myself I'm doing this so that I can, you know, be around my kids. But then when my kids are around, I was working and I wasn't with my kids. So it's kind of a weird yeah. catch 22 and, and it's tough. And I like what you said. It's, I think the first thing that people have to do is, is one, be aware of it. And then two, like own it. You have to first own it and say, I'm not the best at this to then fix it. Gives yourself permission. So now you've built this, this cool thing up. I mean, you work with 150 plus men and growing. What have you had to sacrifice that are the good things that other people typically don't to get to this level of success you have? The things that I've had, it, it's been a ton of work up front. You know, it's been a ton of learning. I think when you build a membership community, people think it's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, um, Anthony was actually the one that coached me through how to build this. So like how to build the the platform, the automation and all those things. And that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And the other thing that's a lot of work too is um, every single month I create all the, all the live content for, yeah. for the community, all the weekly calls that we have and mm-hmm. all the speakers and, and plus the the podcast agenda and all that. So it is, it is a lot of work, but it's, it's things that you can do on the front end that will reap benefits and free you up for time later on. Yeah. 
I agree, man. I like it. And a lot of people aren't really keen on that. They just start moving and they don't have a plan in place or kind of execution system. And they're just always spinning to keep it spinning. The idea is to create and then have a system where it can almost kind of get some legs. I'm sure at times when you get to that big level, which you will get there, you're going to have to be able to delegate this stuff off so you can continue to keep doing things you're passionate about. You know, I've, I've actually recently got to that level. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, handing things off, it's the hardest but it's like the best thing to do when you're an entrepreneur. And if you're listening to this podcast, you, you're probably an entrepreneur. And one of the hardest things to do is we are, we are the CEO, we're the CFO, we're the COO, we're the, we're the marketing team, we're the training team, and we're also the janitor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah. we got to clean everything up too. What, what I've done here recently is uh, I went through an exercise, went, went to a workshop where it's like, okay, make a list of everything that you love to do that mm-hmm. you just love about your business. Now make a list of all the things that you hate to do. God, I hate doing my financial books. Like I, I hate numbers. Yeah. And I hate numbers and I hate um, how busy social media can be. And then like I sell merchandise, like, like my hats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that stuff, like I don't like necessarily putting stuff in boxes and shipping it out and that kind of thing. So I, you know, I make deals with people like any, we've got a really large thriving group on Facebook that has almost 10,000 people in it uh, on the dad's edge. I got a guy who helps me administer that, mm-hmm. you know, who I give him a free membership. He, he watches that group. He allows people in, he approves everybody. Yeah. I got another guy who will ship out everything for me. And I hired a, a CFO mm-hmm. it was the best decision I ever made. She's awesome. She loves doing spreadsheets. I hate them. Yeah. So it, it's allow, it allows you to free up and do the things you really enjoy though. I like it, man. It's awesome. And so obviously if you've got this thing, it's as cool as it's not only at where the level's at, because some people start something like you've started and they don't get to the level you're at. They don't grow and, and you sustain growth to get to where you're at and then you're going to sustain it over time. This is kind of like a, a more personal one. What are like the specific principles or, or actions or habits that you have that allow you to sustain not only the level you're at, but then sustain your consistent growth? Yeah. So I think most importantly to sustain, um, if, if you have a business, you have to, you know, if you have a garden, you've got to water it, mm-hmm. right. You have to be out there. You have to water what is currently planted, right. Mm-hmm. Whether that be, um, like, so for instance, with our membership community, like I'm always doing things, um, I'm not going to divulge too much, but I always do things that, so I pour back into the community and I, I make sure that those members are, are well fed, you know, that, that, that you are, you're watering the garden that you have, because if you don't, if you don't pour into those people, or if you don't pour into the things that are feeding your business, it's going to dry up. And as quickly as you plant new seeds, that garden over there, if you're not watering it, it's, it's going to, it's going to die. Right. So the other thing too, so, and as far as growth goes, what I like to do, what I have to do is I have to put it in my mind, like, okay, I'm at, you know, 135 members this month. Um, I would like to be at 155 next month. So in order to do that, I, I know, um, I, I know what daily behaviors have to be in place. Yeah. So if I think a lot of people, what they do is they're like, well, I'd like to get to 150 or I'd like to grow by 20 more. Or I'd like to do this. or I'd like to do that. But the real question is, is, are you doing the daily behaviors, the daily habits to get you to that goal? Because if you're not, then it's just an idea and it's yeah. just, it's just a, you know, fluffy thought. So for instance, <clears throat> if I want to grow that business, if I want to grow by that many members, then I have to make sure that um, I'm talking to two, per, two new men per day. You know, like that, that we're scheduled for a call and I will look at my calendar and I'll make sure that those behaviors are in place. And if they're not, 
it's, I, I know it's not going to be a productive week. You know, you have to, you have to be very conscious about filling your pipeline with new customers. Yeah. You know, if you're not doing that and a lot of guys, a lot of entrepreneurs, they're afraid to do that. You know, they're afraid to be that, to step into that sales role. Yeah, I think it's what a lot of people, I mean, if you take it from the, the, the business aspect is you've got to do those things. And I think sometimes people don't believe in something. They want to get something in and hopefully get a, a small win. Like I'm going to start free and then hope they get a win. They have the confidence that I'm really pitch it. But I think if you have something like you're proud of, you know, it works and yeah, like let's go get this thing done. And I like the aspect of, of the habits, right? Because there's so many people that listen to this right now that they're like, well, I don't own a business. How does this apply to me? And I think no matter what it is, like you have something you want to make better. That's it, right? right? And if you don't instill specific habits that aren't based on how you feel, they're based on things that need to get done, that's how you get there. You, you can't have, like you said, the fluffy things take place and, oh, I wanted to win, then you just don't because you don't put the work in it. I don't think people realize nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And then you've got to put some work in. So, man, I, I, uh, I know you covered a lot and I, and I, uh, I want to respect your time, but I think there's always like the, these moments of like reflection that we usually, I don't know where it happens in the end of this because usually podcast interviews, I, I ask a basic question. It's like out of everything you talked about, realizing people are going to grab a small amount, what is on your heart or what's something that, that maybe you haven't talked about that you're like, hey, I, I know that this is on my heart. I want to share with the people listening. What's this thing? You know, one thing I've learned about uh, busy fathers and, and men, entrepreneurs and all that is that uh, when it, I think most of your listeners are probably parents, right? In some, um, way, some way, shape or form. They just play, you know, look at the numbers and they probably are. Um, if you look at our business lives, we don't hesitate to hire somebody to help us with something. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I need help here. I'm not, the, you know, I hired you to help me build my membership infrastructure infrastructure mm -hmm. to me uh that was that was money and resources well spent because it saved me so much time and frustration and banging my head up against the wall right yeah. um and i think we do that with mentors and masterminds and that kind of thing in our life what i think most parents and most men and in particular miss out on and you you need resources you need a mastermind you you need those people that are going to hold you accountable you need something exactly like what you have which is trust your hustle which helps people build businesses people also need that as far as their their parenting lives go the yeah. problem is the thing that's really been on my heart lately is especially in particular to men um men have this tremendous tremendous guilt factor of spending money time and resources on anything that's going to improve that area of their life. So for instance, um, men, if you look at most men, most of us unfortunately are walking around uh, physically unhealthy. You know, mm -hmm. we, And why do we do that? We don't want to pay the money for our gym membership and we don't want to take time away from our businesses and away from our family because of guilt. Like I can't yeah. take care of me, that's, that's selfish. The, the, pr the thing that people don't understand is Taking care of you, and I'll just use your health as an example, taking care of your physical health will also take care of your emotional health, which will also take care of your mental health, which will help you show up better for your family. It'll make you feel better. It'll make you execute better. It'll make you more productive. But so many people will be like, well, I can't do that. I feel guilty spending time doing that. I feel guilty spending resources doing that. I shouldn't do that. And you know, we, we end up again, you know, shooting all over ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to do that. So I, I would say that's something definitely on my heart. If you want to improve any area of your life, give yourself permission to spend the money that you need to spend, to spend the time that you need to spend, to take those resources because it's going to pay dividends in your life if you do it. Just let go of the guilt. I like it, man. And I agree. I mean, I wholeheartedly agree. I think 
you kind of get to the point where you realize you can't pour from an empty cup. Like if you are trying no, to, to fill the rest of your life up and then you're like, you're always tired or you're just out of shape and have no energy. Like it's not the best thing. You're, you're basically limiting your ability to be great for the people that need you to be great. Exactly. So I, I wholeheartedly agree. All right, man. So uh, you do some amazing things. If you guys are listening right now, you're like, man, I need help with this. Maybe you are a man who's like, yeah, this is actually good information. You want to maybe look into this or maybe you're a woman. And you're like, hey, you know what? I have a brother or a cousin or a sister or a friend, something that would benefit this. Where can they reach you and, and how can they kind of learn more about the programs you offer? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the, the gooddadproject.com is, is the easiest spot to see everything I'm doing. That's where all of our podcasts are and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as we've got a thriving Facebook uh, community called the Dad's Edge. Yep. And then we have our mastermind community, which is the Dad Edge Alliance, which we're, we're always growing in there. And that's our live platform. That's our live community. I've got a couple books too on Amazon. I've got a book called The Dad's Edge. Mm-hmm. And I also have a book called Daddy Will Always Love You and Protect You. I have that. Um, yeah, yeah, you do. You do, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just a children's book that my nine-year-old uh, challenged me to write. So I did. I, I nice. couldn't say no to him. But th- those are the easiest places to find me. Cool, man. And if you guys are listening, definitely reach out and tune in. I mean, if, if you if you have this inkling of like maybe it could help, obviously you're probably listening for a reason. It probably can. And it's a bunch of cool guys. It's not like a, I mean, I don't know how I, I would frame it, but when I go in there, it's like real men talking about real problems. It's not um, all touchy-feely. There are feelings involved, but you can easily go in there and be around guys just like you. And that's that's honestly the best thing because we have, you know, in our society, male suicide rates, like, you know, one to six, it's like some crazy amount in terms of men and women. It's because I think men have these these areas where they don't feel like they can express and talk, and that's what you've created, which is needed and incredible. So, guys, go there. Um, I'm going to sign off, man. Thank you so very much for your time. Like, seriously, genuinely appreciate it because I know you have a busy schedule. I have a busy schedule, but we're able to get this down, and I know we serve somebody. I don't know who, but right now there's someone like, God, i got to get more information. Uh, if you're listening to this for the first time, you have no idea who I am at all. My name is Anthony Trucks. Uh, if you want more information or to take the Thrive Assessment to see what your Thrive type is, to see how you can go from surviving to thriving, just go to trustyourhustle.com. That is it. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Thank you again for coming on. I hope you have an amazing day, man. That was my man, Larry Hagner. And uh, it was a treat talking to that guy. And genuinely, I believe he is a depth of knowledge, a wealth of information, and he has a humongous heart. And to go from what he went through as a child, his experiences there, to be able to come out of that and be a complete opposite statistic. You know, most people say that someone who goes through that doesn't become the man he is, but he has because of the things he experienced and how he's looked at his world. So my question to you is, how are you gonna look at your world? What habits are you gonna change? How are you gonna adapt to create something amazing, not only for yourself, but for those you interact with? Because you are a person who can make great change. So, what change are you gonna decide to make? Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Abraham Lincoln once said, things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. It's time to come alive and become who you were put on this planet to be. Your life is not an accident. You were created for something incredible, but the only one who can create that person is you. So I challenge you to dig deep and show the world what you know you're capable of so you don't rob the world of the gift of you. There are two types of people in this world, those who work and those who watch them work. Make sure you bow for your audience. This is Anthony Truck signing off and reminding you to trust your hustle.